everyone. Welcome back to the OK Guard Show. I'm Leanna Machino. I'm Staff Sergeant Brian Schroeder. I hope everybody had a wonderful and fulfilling Thanksgiving this yeah. year. I know for me um, and my wife, we were sick yeah. the whole time and just now recovering mm-hmm. from the congestion and the coughing and the phlegm. And I'm sorry, we're Super driving fun. listeners away. You're not, but I do blame you and your wife for getting me sick. Listen. Because I too was sick, and so was Sergeant Jonesy, who you saw last month interviewing Mike Gonzalez. When you think it's a good idea to just drop oh. in on somebody, maybe rethink. Maybe I mean, give you have a text a pool. or a call. He has a pool. It was like, 32 degrees outside. Well, we know. don't do a polar plunge <laughs> at our pool. I call it the polar dip. Is that not right? Um, well, polar I mean... Plunge. You could polar plunge yeah. to the bottom of our pool right sure. now and just collect all the leaves oh. that are that yeah. are there. We don't have a cover. That sounds like work. Yeah, it's totally work. You I, know I what mean, else sounds like work? What's that? Financing. Ooh. Yeah. But that's what we're talking about this month. That's right. With Shay Cockrell. We brought him back. He's our first repeat customer. Hey, hey, Shay. Or guest. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, we kind of, we dive into a plethora of things on materialism. Uh, of the holidays and yeah yeah do you really need yeah what you're buying for or the people that you're buying for yeah you know and um, we're not discouraging we're not trying to discourage no. people from shopping or doing nice things for other people but what's the yeah. value in it yeah it, I, th- I thought it was a great episode uh, obviously we love having Shay on he brings a wealth of knowledge we also talk about taxes um that you can prepare for that's coming very quickly than yeah. a couple months, but there's a lot of things you can do at the end of the year, um, this year, to prepare for that. Yeah, Shay, we're, we're going to have him back mm-hmm. again, probably closer to tax season, but um, just hearing his opinion on you know getting yourself into debt over Christmas, over the holidays, is a big thing that yeah. Americans really struggle with. And we really talk about some of those things, like you were saying, being present Mm-hmm. is sometimes the best present you can yeah. give your family members. Dang. So just keep that in mind. And the whole point of that is because what is an over, and you'll hear shortly, over $1,000 is the average of what people go into debt in addition to their already, however much of debt they're in already. Yeah. Just from holiday shopping. So that's why we wanted to talk about this. So hope you guys enjoy, and we'll uh, we'll see you here in a little bit. Yeah. Hey, hey, Shay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. We can just use this whole, this is our intro right here. Yeah, this, we don't need to record anything. Great. Hey, everybody, welcome to the OK Guard Show. This is uh, great having Shay Cockrell back on our show. Well, hi. Yay. You're our first repeat uh, guest. Offender. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people might look at it that way, but yeah. we won't. I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> We looked at the numbers, Shay, and from the last episode. Yeah, real bad. They were yeah. good. They, no, they, they were, were good. good. They were so. good. We got a yeah. lot of good feedback. So good. Wanted to have you back on the show. Talk about. Um, it's gonna be back. Holiday season. It's expensive. It is. I've it already is. spent like 150 bucks on presents. None of them were for myself, yet. It's very generous of you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very kind, but I mean, a lot of people will spend a lot of money. On Christmas gifts or mm-hmm. food or traveling or a combination of everything. And at the end of the year, you almost need that holiday bonus just to be able to pay your bills right. on top of all of the other. And it's, it's not about taking away giving, that opportunity to give. Right. But maybe looking at different ways we can give. Mm-hmm. 
uh, so that we're not giving our pants at the end of the month trying to pay bills. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, my family and I have an agreement. I'll call them and be like, hey, just making sure we're still on. You're not buying me anything, and I'm not buying you anything, but we're going to spend time with each other. Good? Good. Because that's happy. invaluable. It time. is. Time. You, that's something you cannot buy. I have parts of my family that do that too. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. And everyone, I feel like everyone gets it. Yes. I don't think anyone would say, I'm offended. Yep. That you want but, to spend time with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Nay. I don't know. So, yeah, I want to dive into that whole idea of if you don't have the money, find a different way to spend your holiday showing that you care. Buying a gift does not do that. Right. Moving on. Moving on. So the study. Yes. So, this is insane. Um, looking at some debt statistics during the holiday season, uh, according to a 2018 study by Magnify Money on Holiday Debt, Americans tackled an average of $1,054 additional debt during the holiday season. Per person. They tacked that much on per person. Yeah. $1,054 just for the holiday season. So, uh, Shay, what are your thoughts on how we can avoid taking on additional debt like that over the holiday season? Um, well, first of all, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, average. You're talking a pool of people, and I don't know. It didn't say the number of that they pulled for this, but no, but the average that, for, of that amount—that's insane. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Yep, a lot of money. That is a couple mortgages for some people and a few months' rent. And oh, sure. But that's not the total amount somebody would spend. Yeah. That could be in addition to money that they've saved up. Right. Plus going in debt over $1,000. Right. Right. Wow, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's really bad, and it smells of just a budgeting problem in general. Okay. So if you're spending a bunch of money and you're attacking on additional, you know, thousand eleven hundred dollars you you didn't budget right mm-hmm. or you uh, just spent too much money to begin with and I know impulse culture is is really bad mm-hmm. you go out and you see all these marketing things that oh that would be cool to have in the house and instead of you know step, taking a step back and, and thinking about it you just go ahead and buy it and then mm-hmm. you know that those purchases add up and here we are at eleven hundred dollars yeah, yeah. Mean, when you add interest onto that say it's on a credit card I mean and it takes several months to pay that alone, plus the interest that you accrued. I mean, I, th- I don't think people realize how much interest they're actually paying. Like a $100 thing is really $175 or yep. whatever. Or if you minimum balance the entire time, it's up and up and up. And your $100 gift all of a sudden turned into a $780 present for your child from four years ago. Yeah, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. You saying you're gonna make this average payment mm-hmm over a period of time will allow you to pay off that amount. Right. But you're really paying almost three times the amount that you're initially going for yeah. in oh, some yeah. cases. Anywhere from 22 to 28% APR, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. So my assumption is that, what's the best way to do that? I mean, having if you pay for a credit card, or you have a credit card, you use, use it to buy gifts, what's the best way to do that? Make sure you have the money to pay it off the oh, next yeah. month? Oh yeah, um, if you if you're spending on a credit card, the plan should be to spend uh, the money to pay it off at the end of the month as soon as you get the bill, because you don't want that interest to accrue. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know some people like to play the points game where they put it on a credit card and then immediately pay it off, but you have to make sure you have the money available mm-hmm. or you're going to get yourself in some trouble. Yeah. I do that, but I force myself, and sometimes it is painful. But I refuse to pay interest on it. If I have to pay interest, I'm instantly grumpy. Yep. Yeah. Because I did for so long in college, and I don't want to do that ever again. So. Yeah, because it's essentially paying somebody else to borrow their money. Yeah. Is yep. what you're doing. Which, yeah. that's the exact opposite of what we talked about first time, which is it's the exact opposite of retirement. Yeah. Uh, the more you're paying interest, the less uh, retirement you're getting because you should be putting that money in a, into a retirement account. So let's say um, I haven't saved up because, well, I did save up, but my car had problems and it needed a new transmission. And then... The insurance won't pay for me to have a new roof after the hail damage obviously caused it. So I'm really short on cash and I have to go in debt this holiday season to buy gifts for my family, for my friends, for my kids. How do you recommend I go about doing that if I have no option but to go into debt over Christmas, Um, the holiday season? Well, first I'd I'd recommend you take a step back to see it, is the money that we're usually spending on Christmas presents, uh, does it have to be this way? Um, are we talking something that's been outlandish for years and years and years that we could and should cut back on? Or if we're just talking about little amounts of money here um, and you're just trying to buy something small for your kids, it, it's kind of a, it, it's a sad deal, but I know people get into that. Mm-hmm. If you're in a boat where you have to go into debt like that, um, I would recommend that you pay as much as you can um, on on the credit card. Not not sacrificing, you know, food or anything like that. But do what you have to do. Um, but you, you do keep in mind you do have options. Um, some good strategies here are um, getting a seasonal side job. There are a lot of companies out there that do hire seasonal mm-hmm. for 10, 15 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon, um, you see them. You can see them everywhere. I mean, UPS, and UPS. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of retail stores. Order, yeah, for, right. Um, what do they do? Gift wrapping and yep. yeah, um, stocking and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's a good option, yeah. um, and also just remembering priorities. I like that. The idea of spending time is the the best gift you can give. I think. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah, because that's. That's maybe what a lot of it boils down to, like you said, is prioritizing, mm-hmm. whether it's time or prioritizing your money, mm-hmm. Yeah. one way or another. Um, I have, I'm not talented much in making things, but there, I mean, I could do like a craft thing, right, where it costs me very little, or maybe I already have the supplies in my house, and I custom make something for, you know, my grandma like lovey grandma or something with a picture of me and my puppy and my husband too he's a part of my life now so gotta include him <laughs> but um and she would love that it'd make her heart melt those are cool guests. and yeah it didn't cost me much at all and it was more of the time that i put into it right right so that's something i would say is if you have the ability to make something or do something for someone like you know little coupons those are cute i think yeah. those are awesome those are cool. like Coupon to clean your car. Yeah. I accept those all the time. Just 
our address here is 3501. <laughs> but and then cash in on them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to stand in line beginning at 3 a.m. on Black Friday. Oh yeah. To be able to give a gift like that, mm -hmm. right? Plus they they're more heartfelt. Yeah. They're they're appreciated more giving and also receiving. Mm -hmm. All right. So if I get a side hustle and I'm able to save a little bit of money to avoid going into debt, um, I've heard about layaway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you explain kind of a little bit of what layaway is and is there is it like going into debt? Do I pay interest on something that's in layaway? Well, no, you don't. Okay. Um, layaway can be a good budgeting tool in the sense that you are not swiping a credit card and accruing interest. However, there is a caveat to that. Um, but first, the concept of layaway is you, you pick some items out at your local Walmart, or that's the most popular one that does it. I don't think mm -hmm. Target does it. Um, I know the, the BX does it. Mm -hmm. um, so places like that, they will have a program where you can go in, look at a couple items, and say, I want to lay away these. And you can make payments mm -hmm. on them up until a certain date. And I think... Uh, usually it's the first or second week in December, so we're, we're kind of already rolling up on that. Right. But um, you are, they're effectively helping you budget up to that point. And if you don't make your payments, uh, of course you don't get the items mm -hmm. you've chosen. There are some cancellation fees you have to worry about, and that's the caveat. It's a restocking fee is effectively what it is. Okay. okay. So basically, I just take items up to a desk and say, I want to put these on layaway, and then I can make payments once a week, bi-weekly, monthly, however right. I set it up with them. Right. Okay, so essentially that's what you would do with a credit card, but in reverse, mm -hmm. where you have to pay it off first, and then you receive the item, Right. rather than swiping your card, getting the item, and then paying on it. Right, and okay. layaway, you're not paying interest, which is the key there. So you're actually paying the price of the item rather than Correct. the price plus. Correct. And that's and that's beneficial to the the merchandiser. You may be thinking, what do they have to what do they have to gain from this? Well, yeah. they're still making sales to a certain part of the population that are wanting to help themselves budget better, or yeah. um, you know, as they're getting money to, I mean, five dollars here, ten dollars there, whatever that looks like, mm -hmm. they can just pay for toys for the kids mm -hmm. or whatever it looks like. Yeah. Is there um, a, a start limit? Like, they don't. You can can you go in in June and say. I want to start, I want to put this on layaway and get it paid off, or do we know? Or is that something we should look up? That's a good question. I I'm imagine not, it I'm depends not sure. on the retail, on the store. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Or even the amount. Mm -hmm. Could I say, I want to lay away this $30 coffee pot? There is a... a um, or does that have to be a $200 or more? Item? No, there, there is a minimum limit, but it's not as much as you think. I think it's anywhere from $20 to $50 okay. usually. Mm -hmm. It's not hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Okay. Okay. Cool. And all dependent on the store. Right. Right. And everything else there, so think, really good option. Yeah, I think programs like that are great. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, a lot of people do their holiday shopping in July, mm -hmm. which if you're doing that, that definitely gives you enough time to be able to pay a little bit each month Yeah. rather than trying to scramble mid-October, mid-November, yeah. right. so my case, mid-December to go and buy gifts. Got, it's the 25th. Oh, I got to get shopping. Now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanksgiving month this out. Who yeah. likes yeah, Boxing Day no, gifts? You know, there's only three weeks between. Well, really, f but Thanksgiving is very late this year. Mm -hmm. So yep. I've been pushing it off. And then now I'm like, oh, crap. 
And I do this every year, and every year I tell myself, don't do this. But it goes back to the whole stress of, I, I don't want to back myself into a corner where I'm like, yeah, just, just get it. I'll worry about paying that off later. And I bet a lot of people do that. Mm. The stress of the time and, um, and they think, oh, I forgot about this person. I need to go get them something. By then, maybe something's marked up. And they're like, well, I got to get it. Mm-hmm. And they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And that's where the impulse buys start coming in. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Oh, that would be good. And you know, don't do your research on where's the best price. Yeah. What other options do I have? Yeah. So what about the obligated giver? There's the, the impulse buyer, but then <laughs> obligation giving mm-hmm. is almost an impulse buy in a way, sure. right? Yeah. Oh, they got me this, so I feel like I have to do that in return. Yeah. Um, and if you do that and you start making a list, then, you know... Yeah. <laughs> you have nothing at all in your wallet, right? It's a very vicious cycle. Um, it's a, it's a good it's a good thought of I want to get this person something or this person something, and you just end up getting everybody something, mm-hmm. and that's that's bad. It's also the along the same vein is the oh they got me something last year, um, or they're going to get me something. I got to make sure it's the same dollar value. That's, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. rough too. We Christmas or any other holiday should not be like that yeah it's it's so it's ta- kind of toxic yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts on um, my mom's side of the family is pretty big so we used to um, we haven't done it in a while but uh, we would draw names and then we set a limit so everyone would bring one gift and it wasn't this here Uncle Joe here Aunt Nikki here Grandma here Mom Dad cousins and cousins kids and the puppies it was one gift what are your thoughts on that? I really like that. Okay. If you're a tight-knit family that mm-hmm. kind of knows everybody in the family, I, I would recommend doing something like that. <laughs> the other side of the coin, too, is if you are in a group that you may not, if you're maybe one of the in-laws or something mm-hmm. and you don't know the family very well, another good option is to play White Elephant because if you can buy, buy a general gift and uh, kind of play a game with it, mm-hmm. you're not stuck to, oh, I don't know this person I drew. You want to trade me? Um, okay. Which that's kind of kind of defeating the purpose yeah. if you're you're doing that so what is white elephant white elephant yeah is that uh, like dirty santa, it's dirty, santa. dirty santa it's also called dirty santa what's what is it's the same thing it's just more yeah appropriate. i don't know where that i don't, <laughs> I don't know where that originated yeah. from interesting okay but yeah same same so thing as dirty santa. Okay. right cool yeah. those yeah. are fun well and then there's like you get to know people that way yeah. too mm-hmm. yeah especially when you still gifts. sorry denise i did last year my bad but oh. um yeah i've got a i've got three sisters and a brother and we opted a long time ago to not do the gift exchange thing and we've done uh find something at home that you don't want anymore Uh, that's that's in good condition that's funny that's some smelly socks as i said people don't show up with their underwear like these didn't fit it's got four (laughs) holes in them yeah there's a uh an oklahoma state santa claus that's been passed around about three or four years nice. it just keeps coming back up because nobody wants it right nice so is you so well I, I, i'm not <laughs> taking <laughs> sides but my family dang it jones is not here to defend himself yeah. so good anyway um that's a really good idea i never thought so, of something like that so. things like that or even i've heard of people um taking money that they would give in like a sibling gift exchange mm-hmm. and giving that to a family they yeah. need so you're still getting that sense, that good feeling of mm-hmm. giving to someone who actually would need it. But you know, the the family exchange and the family interaction is also 
also very important yeah. and good. So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because it really it does come down to being thoughtful of others mm-hmm. and doing good things for others, mm-hmm. but without having to break the bank, without yeah. having to go into debt or worry about paying your bills mm-hmm. just to this, just to do something nice for somebody else. How how do you think someone should? Um, approach that like a family member normally there's a gift exchange but maybe this year was tight well money brings shame to a lot of people especially lack thereof Mm -hmm. so how would you recommend approaching that to someone that you respect a family a friend a colleague and just putting it out there like hey normally no we normally do this but i've had a lot going on would love if we just let's go to lunch instead or mm-hmm. let's just high five and wish each other happy holiday season and move on right. I mean what do you do the that, the meal one is actually really good yeah. we, we do that when we really don't know what to buy somebody because nowadays it feels like everybody has everything so a meal mm-hmm. is always good but in a family sense I, I feel like you should love and trust them enough to be able to say that hey it's been a little rough year mm-hmm. um, can we can we do it this way? But if you don't want to go that way, I, I think another good option would be, hey, the family's getting so big, it's getting kind of complicated to do yeah. this. How do you feel about doing it this way instead? Yeah, okay. Which kind, it's kind of a good, also sometimes truthful yeah. uh, excuse to go that way. Yeah. So. Stepping away from a tradition that is costly mm-hmm. and introducing right. a something. I like, yeah, I like that. Idea. Yeah. Traditions are good. Yeah. It is. It is. It can be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bigger your family gets. Wait, right. yeah. Yeah. Stepping aside and maybe starting new traditions. Yeah. Also Especially being. as new members of the family join and mm-hmm. they bring their traditions, you know. So just kind of staying on the, that vein of um, going into debt and, and feeling obligated to buy. and um, So the average debt of $1,000 per holiday shopper. Um, some will pay it off in three to five months and it will cost them a lot more in, in interest that we talked about. So, you know, going into debt and just being nice is not the right way of going about doing that. But at what point should we as consumers take a step back and look at the materialism that we pay for by borrowing money from other people just to, to do that? And how much of what we buy is just stuff we really don't need it's just mm-hmm. stuff to have stuff um, but we're compelled to buy because of we're, we're constantly marketed to everywhere we go everywhere you look yep. everywhere you listen somebody is trying to sell you something yeah and that impulse is just constantly there to open up and spend money mm-hmm. so right. what, what what do you think are some good ways to to curb some of those behaviors or recognize them uh, with your spending habits well, I think you definitely should reassess that every year, um, even every holiday, mm-hmm. trying to the, the materialism and trying not to end up in that kind of vicious cycle, that, that kind of culture. Um, some ways you can catch yourself, seeing yourself do that would be if you are, if you see somebody with an Apple Watch or mm-hmm. a special new phone or, or whatever, and you think to yourself, I would want that, and then you go out and do that, mm-hmm. you, you probably are being marketed to more than you think you are, yeah. that kind of stuff. So functionality is key. Um, so, yeah. Do you think um, a trick for me, if I'm, I rarely go to the mall, but if I do, 
and I see something I like, I purposely do not get it right then. I will either continue shopping or leave. And if I continue to think about it and think of how I can make use of it, then I will go back that's good to one. get it. Yeah, that's yep. good. And a lot of times I do not because I've had buyer's remorse many times and that is a terrible feeling. And then there are things that I've purchased that I'm like, I barely, barely use. And I'm like, well, that was $300. What right. did I do that for? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just sits so, and collects dust. And even yeah. if you try and resell it, maybe $20 yeah. for that item you spent 300 on. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's a trick that I do to try to curb that materialistic side. I think, yeah, I, that's smart. I think everyone would suffer, especially if you have, if you're near the internet at all, or just walking down, I mean, there's so much advertising everywhere you go. You can't hop on your cell phone to check email without seeing ads anymore. I mean, especially about <clears throat> what you were just talking about. Yeah. Like right now, I wonder instantly if there's, marketed yes, ads. yes. Yeah. Um, yep. So they're listening, but scary time. Yeah. So we should, we should, uh, talk about specific things and just see what ads we get later and then we'll come back and we'll say this is proof so <laughs> yeah good test yeah but um anyway that's a trick i have for kind of curving that that's a good one uh, doesn't always work but it does a lot of times most sure. of the time it does work yeah um it's better than just being a complete shut-in yeah and not being tuned into anything yeah. that's going on because yeah. right it's it's almost impossible to go any length of time without seeing, hearing, or being marketed to in one way or another. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk taxes. Yay. So there are a lot of write-offs. Brian and I were talking about, like, he just bought a house um, last month. You closed, right? Yeah. Well, congratulations. So Thank you very much. Very excited. He's gonna My address party. is one. Yeah. He has a pool. <laughs> Pool parties happening sometime. We'll send out the address in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it's actually my neighbor's pool, but I have a hole in the fence. That yeah, yeah, we can get easy access to. <laughs> yeah, that's what pork chop goes through. This yeah. one. Pork chop's um, my dog. Yeah, exactly. Clarify. He's also a vegetarian, not pork chop, Brian. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Good clarification. Yeah, pork chop definitely is not. So there are a lot. There's a lot of money that goes unclaimed. I guess every year. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot as in billions, apparently. So who qualifies for tax breaks? And do you have to make a certain amount to qualify for those write-offs and stuff? And let's talk, I, we could talk standard versus itemizing um, because to write anything off, you have to itemize, right? Not necessarily. Okay, let's talk that through. So first of all, billions and billions. I would say that's probably true. Um, most people don't know that there are some deductions that are available to them, mm -hmm. and sometimes people are just scared to take them because, oh, I'm going to get audited, or mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure this is right, so I'm just going to stay you know, on the safe side. And sometimes that's right, sometimes that's wrong, mm -hmm. wrong, wrong. Um, so in general, that is a very, very broad question when it comes to income levels. Generally, okay. it should be no. Um, there are certain deductions that apply to everybody. There are certain phase outs mm -hmm. based on how much money you are making. Mm -hmm. um, when we're talking itemized versus standard deduction, so standard deduction this past year for, for 18 and, and with the new tax law had been doubled. Mm -hmm. So for singles, it's now 12,200. Had a household, it's 18,350. And for marriage, it's the double of the single. So it's 
12, uh, I'm sorry, 24,400. Yeah, okay. So to itemize, you have to have more itemized deductions than you do of the standard. So you mm -hmm. get one or the other. Mm -hmm. And certain, certain deductions in the itemized category include things like um, charitable contributions, state and local tax mm -hmm. up to $10,000, um, medical and dental, but there's a 10% AGI threshold for that. So in other words, really look at what you've got because I didn't do any taxes last year for um, some of my married clients mm -hmm. and, and they did not itemize at all. Uh, which is rare. Usually you yeah. get a bunch of people that are itemizing, not this time around, because yeah. some of those deductions fell into other credits and other boats, so it helped mm -hmm. them more. Mm -hmm. I, I heard with the tax changes that a lot of people didn't get as much as they are used to, and it was kind of a shocking thing. Right. Is there a way to avoid that shock happening, happening this next year, or is it, because I know a lot of things changed, right? Right. From 20... 17 to 18, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct. Still, I lost a year, so I'm still like, yeah. yeah. So what are some ways that people, what are some common ones that people don't think of? Like, hey, I can, I can count this toward my taxes and get that written off. Sure. So. Or stuff that I can do by December 31st. You know, like, donate all your money to this and then, like, you know. Uh, Have as many children as you can in the next five yeah. years. Right. <laughs> Dogs, unfortunately, don't count. They do uh, not count. They're expensive. Why don't they count? Yeah. yeah you know how much true. I spent on my dog? You get health insurance for them, right? Right? It's true. Mm. We've, got, we've got a yeah. great day, and so we, we know. Oh, man. Mm, well, it's a lot. Pets. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, what, what are some things that we should think about doing? if we're looking to hopefully get a better or not owe as much um, next year, some things that we can do within in the last, in the next 35 days. As for deductions going into the end of year, it really depends on how much money you're making and what bracket you're in. Because okay. um, putting more money into a charity and um, some, some individuals try to pay their mortgage Tax, I'm sorry, their, their mortgage um, interest mm, up yeah, front, and they try to accelerate mm -hmm. that. Well, again, with the standard deduction being doubled, it may not benefit you. Okay. So you really need to look and see what your what your current deductions are mm -hmm. and where you're wanting to be. Some good, other good options that are not in the atomized realm are putting more money into your, um, your retirement, mm -hmm. um, putting more money into your health savings account, if, if you have the option to Okay. Increase. Some people do, some people don't. I assume there's a limit? There is. Okay. Um, that, that recently changed, so I don't want to tell you wrong. I th we can um, throw some links in the show. I believe it's so around 2500 I think. Okay. Okay. Um, but mm -hmm. some of the other big credits that people like to talk about mm -hmm. are, um, so the child tax credits changed, which that changed last year. So this mm -hmm. year you've got... Um, if you're a qualifying child, you've got $2,000. If you're under the age of 17, a qualifying dependent is $500. So those are those are good ones. So you need to look and see who is a dependent and who is not. There are rules on that. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to claim your dog as a dependent. That's that's not good. Okay. But he depends on me. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dependopotamus, as 
my husband taught me that word. <laughs> Probably should cut that. Anyway, continue. Not like that. Um, some that apply to certain families, the adoption credit's a good one. That's okay. a lot of money that can come back if you adopted this year. Okay. So I'm sure during that process, if you adopted, they told you about that, mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, first time home buyer, that's another one. Go on. So Only first time? There, there are certain credits. The okay. big the big one is first time home buyer. Okay. But you had to have known about it going in. Known about the first time home right. buyer. First time home buyer credit. Right. Okay. Okay. So there are certain we, we have it at for our house. Uh, you have to be for the state of Oklahoma, you can mm -hmm. be in a certain county mm -hmm. and had to have applied with it going into your, your home when you when you purchased your home. You can't just take, oh, I bought a home and then deduct it off your taxes. Mm -hmm. There are certain fees and certain um, processes you have to go through with your mortgage mm -hmm. lender, and they, they usually tell you about those. Mm -hmm. um, there are uh, some through uh, Farm Bureau, I believe, if you're out in the country. Yep. So it, keep in mind, those, those are available to mm -hmm. you. Just ask the right questions going in. Okay. But we're at the end of the year. I don't know how many people are buying a house right now. Sure. but. It's just general good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good information. And then the, the last big one I've got is the student loan interest deduction. Yeah. And this is one that people think, oh, I've got to itemize for that. That's not true. Um, student loan interest deduction is actually what's called above the line, which means it's before you choose between the standard and the itemized deduction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you your HSA and your, your um, your health insurance that comes off your W-2, mm -hmm. that, that, that those are above what are called above the line deductions before you get into the calculation of tax. Mm -hmm. So that the that is a good one that if you are not at your, your limit, you can possibly accelerate your student loan interest paid and get a higher deduction for that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, good one. That's one that I make sure to claim yeah. right. every year. And now that one's maxed of what you can write off, right? Like 2500 mm -hmm. Right. Or something? Right. Yeah. Um, there's one, um, purchasing a car, your, what's it called? Exodus? No, it's not it. The excise. Tax, yeah. Which I guess you can write off fully, right? Maybe? We be, Check on that we, too. We gotta be careful. Okay. Um, because certain states and municipalities uh -huh. The way the way the IRS writes that is that it has to be the tax has to be based off a certain way you tax the car. Okay. So I believe it's based on poundage. Um, if it is a flat rate, I think you may have problems. But okay. I'm, I think believe the way Oklahoma does it is the way that is allowed. Okay. But you, every case is different. This is one of those every time I have a client that yeah. comes in and wants to get this write off, I always have to look it up because every. Uh, every county and yeah. every state does it different, so you got to kind of be careful. Or you're going to get yourself into audit risk. So uh, basically, if you're planning on buying a car, it might be better to do it right at the end of the year. You think instead of could be early at the beginning, unless you're willing to not write that off if you can. That's one of those following. weird conversations. That, same thing about having kids. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you have a kid and at the beginning of January, yeah, you're still having a kid, but you're having to wait the whole year to claim the, yeah. the tax credit. You're still, you still have yeah. a kid. You, you still have a car. Right. Mm -hmm. So right. it is what it is. What do I need to prepare to, to be able to claim all these things in my tax? I know the student loan, they, the student loan will send you the tax form that you need for filing. 
Right. Um, what about my other like larger purchases, or if I want to itemize things? Um, if I, uh, when I worked in the medical field, I could itemize my uh, buying scrubs and shoes and things like that that I used that my employer didn't compensate me for as business expenses. Um, so do I need to save receipts? Do I just need to, how do I prove that I want to claim that? It would be receipts and documentation. Okay. Um, you brought up a good point, and that's the difference between being an independent contractor and being a W-2 employee. And a lot of okay. people get this wrong every year, and it poses a huge audit risk. If you are a 1099 employee, mm -hmm. if you are an independent contractor, mm -hmm. then you have to file what's called Schedule C, and you can claim those deductions like that. If you are a W-2 employee, and we're talking now unreimbursed business expenses, mm -hmm. these are itemized costs that are have to be over 2% of your AGI. So these are Schedule A type deductions. Okay. With clothing, you have to be careful that the, the IRS says it has to be used only for the business purpose you bought them for. So let's say, for example, you bought some nice jeans you like and mm -hmm. say, oh, these are a business expense because I wear them to work. Mm -hmm. No, if you can wear them outside of work and look socially acceptable, you won't mm -hmm. be able to claim it. Okay. Um, so you kind of got to be careful. Okay. So if you've if you looked at a, a 1040, you have, remember when I was talking about above the line mm -hmm. and below the line deductions. So a, your gross wages will be above the line, mm -hmm. subtracting any above the line deductions. So uh, health insurance through your, your employer, uh, HSA, mm -hmm. um, retirement contributions that are non-Roth, so traditional deductions. Uh, and you'll come down to a magic number called adjusted gross income, that mm -hmm. is AGI. That's okay. the number we're talking about. It'll be that number times 2%, and mm -hmm. any above 2% of that is what you can claim. Ah, so let's say, okay. for example, you have $1,500 in miscellaneous, actually qualify as miscellaneous unreimbursed business expenses, but you make $100,000 a year, mm -hmm. that's below your 2,000 mark, you won't be able to claim any. Yeah, okay. So, so if you're in that position and it's, you know, Black Friday and you're in need of several things that's probably going to cost a thousand bucks, might be smarter to go ahead and do it at that time so that you can write off 500. If you're at 1500, you spend another thousand at the end of the year, putting you at 2500, you can write off 500 that next year. Am I, is that right? Did I just confuse everybody? No, it, it would be okay. the other way around. So if you, <laughs> If you are at That's 15, why I don't do what you do. If you're at fifteen hundred and you come up to that two thousand, you're you're now breaking even to the two percent of your right. AGI. You have to spend above that. Yeah, so another if, thousand. If you're going to itemize, so you still have to have more than your standard deduction amount of okay. twelve thousand two hundred for single, twenty four for. So don't if you're no, you're taking the standard. Otherwise, you just right. And most okay. people, I will tell you, most people are not going to itemize this year. Yeah. Okay. But if you're a 1099 employee and it's a business expense, yeah, that's a good thing. Okay. Um, so independent contractors have a certain benefit, but they also have to pay their own yeah. self-employment tax as well. That's another discussion for another day. But, okay. okay. We were talking about businesses. You know, as guardsmen, there's a lot of people who own their own mm -hmm. businesses on the side. Yep. Um, what are what's some advice for them at the end of the year? Because uh, they can get whacked upside the head. Mm -hmm in April, uh, or when, it, well, I guess their stuff typically comes in a little bit later once they get everything. Anyway, 
help. How should, <laughs> how should they start preparing yeah. um, right. for getting their employees tax forms and stuff like that ready to go or any contractor forms that they have ready to go? Right. If you don't know, ask the questions because those forms are not um, self they're, they're not very intuitive, I'll okay. tell you. You can figure it out if you do a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of software out there to help you, but if you have any questions, please ask because the IRS and or the state will find you mm -hmm. and they'll say, where's my money if you mm -hmm. do it wrong. Um, so it's all about what forms you have and all your documentation. So if you know, oh, I'm gonna be getting, I mean, let's just talk an easy form. If you know you've had, you've worked at three places and you're, you're gonna get three W-2s from those mm -hmm. places or three 1099s from those places. Mm -hmm. um, if you have, now on the other side of the coin, if we're talking about employees, you gotta know these how many W-2s are going out the door or how many 1099s are going out the door. Um, there are deadlines to, to give them the, those forms before a certain date or you mm -hmm. getting in, in trouble as an employer. Um, so you just kinda gotta be careful and kinda know your timelines. Okay, that's a lot. So have probably a, a business should have a CPA they, they or, a, or a, someone uh, that is, that's part of their job is bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep, and a lot of businesses that, that get to a certain sales threshold, mm -hmm. you know, the person who started the business usually is the, the operations guru mm -hmm. who, who knows how to run the business and you get to a certain point where, oh, they're not gonna have the time to manage the money as well. Yeah. So. Having somebody on the side do it, I mean, I've heard if, if, everything from one spouse doing it and then the other spouse mm -hmm. running the finances and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. So having help is important. You don't want to slack on that and yeah. get busted later on. So we talked a lot about organizing and pulling receipts and getting everything ready. How necessary is that to do that now versus maybe April 1st or you know <laughs> April 14th? If we're talking receipts, see, that's necessary now. Um, a lot of times, especially with banks mm -hmm. waiting on 1099s or 1098s, they like to slow roll you. And that's the hard part of, of knowing what's coming, what, yeah. what, what do you have the, the right form now? Because sometimes the bank will issue you a, a form or like a, an investment broker. If you have um, stocks, bonds, and they're generating interests or dividends that are outside of a retirement account, because mm -hmm. those are not taxable, as you go forward, mm -hmm. um, but if you, you have those outside of a, a retirement and they're accruing, sometimes they'll issue you one on February fifteenth, and a month and a half later, after you filed, they'll be like, "Oh, this is the corrected form," and that oh. drives mm -hmm. CPAs crazy. Yeah. So it's like, "Oh no, okay, is it material to amend? Should we amend that kind of stuff?" So know what's coming and keep track of your forms. One good thing about that, I'll tell you, I tell all of my clients that have a business on the side that's running numbers that are you know, somewhat material, mm -hmm. you, know, you have a lot of money coming in, keep a separate bank account. Because in that case where you lose a receipt, mm -hmm. a lot of the time the IRS will come in and say, yeah, that looks like a $16,000 trailer, Yeah, um, we'll accept that. So okay. it's all about audit risk, but if you're starting to blend it together with a personal account, that's when things get super muddy. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So, that's a, yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, just keep it all separate. Filing early versus filing closer to April 15th, or does it matter? It does. Okay. Um, being, being in that tax field for, for a long time, I've seen a lot of identity theft, a lot okay. of fraud. 
So the way the IRS systems work is you, you file your taxes under your social security numbers, mm-hmm. you know, you, your spouse, if you've got one, and your dependents, because mm-hmm. you have to put their socials on there as well, um, that it will register with the IRS servers and then they will, it essentially locks it. So what will happen is if somebody on, let's say February 1st, decides to file your own return under your social, mm-hmm. they'll claim a re- your, your refund if you've got one, they'll fake your numbers They'll take your refund, and then when you go to try to file, it'll say no. There's already been a file or a return filed on your behalf, oh, and then that's when you wow. get into an identity theft situation of, oh, you gotta mail the forms into the IRS saying yes, I've some somebody has done this to me. Give me a pen. I'm gonna refile. That's what a headache. It's awful. Yeah. So earlier the better, okay. but don't mistake the fact that if you know you've got another 1098 or a 1099 coming. Wait on it, yeah. wait on it, and then yeah. file. So it's kind of this this juggling act. Yeah. If you're waiting to the very end, um, what what are the extension rules? Mm-hmm. And does everyone qualify for an extension? Um, is there a penalty with that? Everybody should qualify for an extension. Okay. Um, you have to, when you file the extension form, you have still have to um, explain here's here's my income, mm-hmm. here's what I've paid, here's what taxes do come filing time. But mm-hmm. keep in mind, if you do not pay your taxes 100% up to the, the, the filing date, then you're still gonna owe interest. You're not, okay. gonna, you're not gonna incur a penalty for late filing, but you could incur a penalty for not having paid it enough. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So w- there's a line on that extension form that gives you the, the option of paying additional in with your extension, and I highly recommend that. And then potentially get some back if you didn't owe that. Right, right. If you miscalculated your AGI yeah. on yeah. the actual okay. extension form, yes, you can. Okay. You can do that. When's a good time for them to start contacting? Like, hey, I've not received this yet. Like, what are the dates? Like, when should that start happening? The majority of the dates are around the February first time frame. Okay. Um, except when they should be receiving. Right. So you should be receiving most of your of your forms by February first. Okay. However. That's for like W-2s mm-hmm. and, and a lot of those types of forms. It's around that February time frame. However, if you have like um, an S-corporation, mm-hmm. you, you're an owner of an S-corp or an LLC or um, a, you have any K-1 coming back to you. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a bunch of them out there. Mm-hmm. That, that deadline is actually later on for them to file their own corporate return mm-hmm. or uh, partnership return. So you're going to get that K-1 once they filed. So this is a good reason you'd want to file an extension yep. later on because your deadline may be almost exactly on the date that you're going to get your, your mm-hmm. K-1. And you don't want to rush around. You want to get it right. So mm-hmm. it's always better to be safe than sorry when it comes to extensions. Okay. You could even file one fe- February 1st and still come up to the April 15th deadline for an individual and they don't care. Yep. They just want their the files the, the return filed and the money to be settled. Okay. Okay. And so, how do you recommend setting out a financial plan to start the new year out right? So that we're not at the end of next year yeah. getting ourselves in debt over Christmas yep. again. Mm-hmm. First, I would say set up your, your debt repayment plan because any good budget is going to have that debt repayment plan in it if you have debt. Okay. So the scary thing for people when it comes to, we talk about New Year's resolutions and mm-hmm. things like this, is yeah, I want to pay down debt. 
but if you you may not even know when your debt pays off so figure out when that when is that magical date yeah and that'll give you light at the end of the tunnel to say yes it may be you know three five years in the future mm -hmm. ten years for student loans whatever mm -hmm. that looks like but at least you have a date yeah mm -hmm. um, so that's a good starting point and then um, I think we talked about a lot of this last time but mm -hmm. retirement contributions um, your health insurance these things are good investments mm -hmm. I mean invest in yourself and then you pay down the debt and all of this stuff going forward so okay yeah, yeah that's really good is there a method you would recommend for setting a budget or um, what are some of those attainable financial goals like, do you do you say okay and it's all dependent but in six months I hope to have five hundred dollars in a savings account yeah or, you know small goals like that sure it it's gonna vary from person to person but definitely goals like that are good um, if you you're if you're sitting on five thousand dollars debt, you could say, "Okay, I want a thousand paid by June," mm -hmm. or um, of course, that's got to go with your. It's got to be reasonable, sure. right? Because if yeah, you yeah. if you see yourself failing come February, mm -hmm. it's, it's like that that whole adage of, you know, January one, I'm gonna start going to the gym yeah. four days a week. Yeah. If, if you're not going any right now, yeah. that's not gonna be obtainable yeah. over the <laughs> long haul. So it's got to be reasonable. Yeah. You got to have benchmarks. It right. is reasonable because this New Year's champagne is telling me. No. <laughs> oh man. Uh, too much bubbly. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Yeah. When it hits, you know, February, March time frame, and you feel yourself slipping into old habits, what are some things you can do to keep yourself motivated in in spending? I mean, going to the gym, it's nice to have somebody that's there and mm -hmm. they can help push you. But finances are a little different. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay motivated in staying on budget? Well, I, encouragement's still really good there too. Um, if you and your, your your spouse, if you have one, are on the same page, you're going to a um, you, you've got a vacation in mind. You want in a year from now or two years from now, we want to hit that vacation benchmark. Yes, we're going to stick on this financial plan so we can go there. Or keep in mind of um, I want to retire in this many years. Mm -hmm. Just keep thinking that. Remember your. Um, your goals and your your priorities because that's what should drive you to begin with if you don't have an end you'll have a light at the end of the tunnel you're not going to stick with it to begin with if you're planning more toward a I'm not going to need this in the next five or ten years or whatever you could just have it roll into an IRA or your retirement account another good one is as soon as you get a pay raise take that one two percent out yep. and have it directly go through so it's not like oh I never saw the money to begin with yeah. so mm -hmm. that's also a good strategy yeah that's really good so I have a lot of TSP stuff set up just automatically yep. goes in retirement it's it's getting me money for later on in life but right. I never see it that's right any other anything else you think we should hit on that you think is important for this episode I know I mentioned this last time <clears throat> and I I tell everybody I know, financial literacy is extremely important. If you don't know something about your taxes going into the next fiscal year, ask about it. If you, um, I don't know, and that applies really to anything, mm -hmm. going into buying Christmas presents, I mean, just, just know how much money you have mm -hmm. and be diligent about it. Um, I know it's really hard. You want to buy that great thing for your kids or buy that great thing for your spouse because they deserve it and they they definitely probably do deserve it it's just it's it's always a hard time of year so just 
you shouldn't have to break your back for for something else yeah. you know you, you could break it literally by cleaning their garage right offers open for all of you listeners out there <laughs> for my garage i'll accept that as a gift uh, we'll make sure that your spouse gets a hold of this get the notes yeah get on it john yeah. Well, thank you for coming back on. Um, we're, we're probably going to have you on again, just yeah. probably closer to tax season. Talk more heavy, more heavy. More the more heavy stuff. Talk more heavy stuff. Um, dive deeper on that, if if you're good. With Absolutely. That. Taxes. And yeah. Bailing ourselves out of taxes. Yeah. Paying versus getting. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Sweet. Yeah. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to this December episode of the OK Guard Show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we did obviously fly it early. It's the fourth, um, but we did that because, you know, it's finances for the holidays. And if we put it out on the third Wednesday of the month, it's a little bit close. Unless you're like me, who sometimes does do the last minute shopping or making of a gift to save money. Anywho. So um, next month aka next year yes next we're gonna see next, next year. year which is crazy yeah. uh 2020 got my eye on you <laughs> see what i did there i did i, I, I did. was off the cuff whoa yeah wow i see it yeah it was good it was almost as good as the intro i forgot what you did already but it was good mm-hmm. i'll reference it i'll put it in the show notes <laughs> yeah. okay. but um we have a few ideas for next month and um there are a lot there's a lot we can do with january so if you have any ideas that you want us to hit on let us know. Contact us. Yeah. Brian, where can they find us? The show is for you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag OKGuard okay mm-hmm. or at OKGuard. Okay yep. Just Google o- Oklahoma National Guard yeah. or OKGuard okay Show or whatever. You'll find us and shoot us a message, whatever. Comment on a post, whatever it may be. Right. We track all that. And by we, it's Sergeant Jones, who does a great job. Um, and get some ideas from you guys because, yeah, this, like Brian said, this is for you. And so uh, we look forward to continuing the podcast. We're approaching a year. March will be a year. That's right. So we'll That's do right. something special for that. Um, yeah. We That's- appreciate everybody that has continued to listen to us, to view us, and that keeps our show going. So please whatever you'd like to hear. If you're in the military, if you're not in the military, if you want to know about the Oklahoma National Guard, Mm -hmm. anything about the Guard, just let us know. We'll try and provide that information for you. Yeah. All right. Have a wonderful holiday. Have a great new year. Be safe. Do not drink and drive. It's not not worth it. Speaking of safety, um, stay tuned for our safety message coming from our command group to include our adjutant general um, and a few other stars. Yeah. So A few other stars from that command group. We're going to present our annual holiday safety message mm-hmm. here probably next week we'll yep. have that running so stay tuned for that be a lot more fun coming from the oklahoma national guard public mm-hmm. affairs office yeah yeah thanks for tuning in everybody all right see you next year bye the ok guard show is produced by the oklahoma national guard public affairs office Any mention of products or brands does not imply endorsement. All guests on the show are volunteers in an effort to inform and educate members of the Oklahoma National Guard, their families, retirees, potential recruits, and the community.